Hello and welcome to When I Found Grace Ministries. Today, what is grace part two for you? Let's get into it. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace through faith. So last week we talked about what is grace, and we kind of dove into it from a perspective of kind of what definitions were coming from the definitions of different people and different uh, dictionaries that we could find, and, and so kind of come from it from a more academic perspective. But today I want to tackle it with a biblical perspective and where we find grace as a, uh, a means to uh, our lives and what it means for us today. And so that's kind of what I want to look at and where we're at today. Our, um, we talked about where we were uh, last week, and I kind of made reference to Abraham, to the story of Abraham. And, and so that's kind of where we're going to jump into of this story of Abraham. Now, we're going to go somewhere with, where you might not think to start off with, and I want to go there because of uh, the New Testament and how it explains to us this idea of grace and really where it kind of uh, makes it a little bit more profound, if you ask me. So in in Galatians, all the way in Galatians chapter 4 is where we're going to find this idea of and and where we're going to have maybe a better understanding of of what this grace looks like. And, And because as we see... We look at Abraham, he is the, the father of those who are saved. It, it talks about Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And so Abraham is this picture of, um, he's the picture of faith. So when we think of, of being saved, he, we are saved by faith, uh, through, by faith, through grace, through faith, by grace. And so Abraham is this picture of faith. And so if Abraham is this picture of faith, we look at his wife, Sarah, as the picture of grace. So Abraham, the picture of faith, Sarah, the picture of grace. And why do I say that? Well, in Galatians chapter four, you kind of got to go down a little bit to, to see it, um, all the way in chapter 4, verse 22, it says, For it's written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman, who was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as the result of a divine promise. And we talk about divine promise as kind of this idea of grace. Why? Because grace was given to Abraham, this favor was given to Abraham without knowing anything about him. Without knowing anything that he did before, we know and understand that Abraham was given this grace from the get-go. He was given this favor, and that's grace. And so, when we look at the story of Abraham and Sarah, I'm pretty impressed by what we see. And in fact, this is what changed my life when I had this better understanding of 
Abraham and Sarah. And, and I can't say that I didn't come with it uh, up with it by myself. This isn't something that was completely new to me. It was actually, I was going through one of my uh, spiritual heroes who, who I love so very much, John Corson, um, that exposed me to this idea. Um, he was the former pastor, the founding pastor of Applegate Community Fellowship um, down in Oregon. And, and so one of the, the ideas was when I was studying this part of scripture here in Galatians is when this idea of grace really started to come to me in a more profound way. And, and it was through his help and through that ministry that I really found um, this idea of grace and how profound it truly is uh, for us. And so in um, in Genesis chapter 12 is when we start to see Abraham and this promise that was given to Abraham, which was Abram at the time. I'm going to refer to him as Abraham just to keep it simple. Um, but Abram and Sarai were, were the two names, and later their names would be changed to Abraham and Sarah. And so I'm just going to refer to them as Abraham and Sarah right now, um, just because that's a little bit easier for talking points. But when we, when we see Abraham... The Lord, he, he told Abraham, he said, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make you a great name, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so we see this blessing given to Abraham right away without knowing anything of him other than his genealogy. And and so Abraham married to Sarah at this point. It says he was 75 at this time. And he was called away out of his father's house, out of his father's uh, care, and into God's provision for his life. And isn't that the story of our life? Isn't that the story of how we came to know Jesus? Is that we were called from our former life into this newness, into the life that Jesus has given to us. And, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, we understand and we see that we were all called by God's grace from where we were to where we are now. And so this is really where Abraham, if you're going to talk about a story of salvation, Abraham didn't have to work for his salvation. He was just called by God, just like every single one of us was called by God. And we were given this wonderful life of salvation and freedom that we have in Jesus. And so Abraham started his journey uh, walking with the Lord and he was called out of his home. It says the Lord told him where to go. But because of there was a famine in the land, <clears throat> Abraham decided to take his family to Egypt. And now if you're unfamiliar with this idea of Abraham and, um, and this story, well, let, let's talk about it for a minute. Abraham goes to Egypt because of this famine that, that's happening and going on. And when he comes into Egypt, he recognizes that his wife is so beautiful that they're going to kill him on account for her. That they're going to be like, oh, this guy's married to her. We want her. Let's kill him. 
And, and so, so that was his mind. That was what he was thinking. And so he told her, he said, tell them that you're my sister. That's what I want you to, to tell them. Tell them that you're my sister. And, and then that way they won't kill me on your account. And, and so they go into Egypt and it says that they saw that she was very beautiful. Now you got to understand she's what about uh, 65 years of age right now. 65 years of age is not an age that many of us would say, oh gosh, that's 65 year old gal. Wow. She is really beautiful. We need her. You know, I mean, not to put a, a, a gist on, on people who are 65 or older, but, but people saw her and they, wow, she is beautiful. She's beautiful. And isn't that the picture of grace? Isn't that what grace really is? Grace is a beautiful, wonderful thing. And it's something that we, we have that, it's, that other people look at and they say, I want that. I mean, don't you see that in other people's life when you see God's grace poured upon them and you just think, wow, I want what they have. That's what I want. And it's God's grace. That's all it is. I mean, let me tell you, I've been there before. I'm not going to lie about it. I've been there before where I've been, wow, I want, I want that. I want, I want that grace that the Lord's given to that person. But you know what? The Lord already has grace for you. And so the grace that you have that the Lord's given to you, it's going to look attractive to other people and they're going to want it. And so Abraham comes into the city, they take his wife and, and, and then all of a sudden there's Pharaoh um, has a dream. And this dream, it, it, he realizes, oh, this is not the man's, this is, um, this is not the man's uh sister this is his wife and and we we don't want to be uh associated with anything to dishonor this man or bring a curse upon us and uh, um in fact on on account of her pharaoh actually gave uh abraham so much in return he's like hey here's this i want you to have this and let me have her i mean so really there is this trade off but but imagine Abraham. Imagine it. He had this beautiful wife, so beautiful that other people looked at her and said, wow, she's beautiful. We need her. Could you imagine that night that Abraham had? That Abraham gave up this beautiful, beautiful grace. His beautiful wife for things that he just didn't even care about. Things that he just didn't even want. He he wanted to protect himself, so he gave up grace. He gave the grace up. He said, no, I, I would rather have uh, the security in the world than to have grace. And and it blows my mind. I mean, I okay, I understand that. So many times we get fearful and we're probably a little bit scared of the things that are going on, and we turn away from the grace of God, it's like we say, Lord, I don't want your grace. I want security. I want security. But that's not what the Lord wants for us. But what impresses me about this is no matter how Abraham dealt with this, 
he probably had the worst night of his life thinking, man, I gave away the most beautiful woman in the world. What have I done? What have I done? And I've been there before. Like, Lord, I trampled on your grace. I just totally threw it away for this, this security in the world and the security in my flesh. Lord, what have I done? And do you know what happened? As the Lord, it's as if the Lord said, look, Abraham, your grace, my grace that I have for you is not for you to give up. My grace is not for you to depart with. My grace is for you, not because of you, but because of me. And you know what? The very next day, Abraham got Sarah back. Abraham, she was returned. They said, what have you done? Are you trying to bring a curse on us? What are you doing? And they returned his wife to her, to him. And and isn't that, for me, it, it's one of those things that I look at, I think, wow. I mean, Abraham, just, he he did this just awful thing. I mean, how can you think that, oh, giving them my wife is is going to be a good idea or a good thing. But he did that. And it's like Abraham got rid of that grace or tried to give it away for this peace and security. But the Lord said, no, 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 no. My grace is not for you to give up. My grace is with you and you and only you. And it it brings to mind this idea that I've had as a as a believer my whole life that for some reason I think that I can get rid of God's grace in my life that I'm going to do something so bad so horrific and I'm going to just give up grace and no longer is the Lord going to have grace upon me that okay there goes that chapter that grace is gone. But it says in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, one of my favorite verses, it says that the gifts and the callings are without repentance, meaning they are not taken away. Your gifts and your calling in your life are not yours to give away. They're given to you by the grace of God. And just like here, Abraham and Sarah, they have this story together that, that Abraham, the picture of faith, and Sarah, the picture of grace. Abraham, in his weakness, decided, you know what? I'm going to give up my grace for this peace and security that I have in the flesh only, only for it to be, the Lord says, no, it's not yours to give away. Here's your grace back. See, it didn't matter with this mistake that Abraham made. His, his mistake accounted for nothing in the grand scheme of things. Now, of course, was there this, uh, maybe this damage in the relationship that was done? Probably, probably. I, I've got a, a very wise pastor of mine, and I love what he says. He says, the one thing about sin is that you have to understand is that it creates collateral damage. And it really does. It hurts relationships. It hurts uh, everything that, that we, we have. And, and it, it affects us severely. But, but, it's not going to get rid of grace. Grace is here to stay. Whether you want the security in the flesh or you want God's grace, God's grace is for you. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. It's for you. And what God has given and what God has imparted to you is what you have to hold on to. 
You have all these promises in the Bible that we get to hold on to in such a gracious manner. But God's grace, he's not going to take it back. He's unrepented of it. He has no repentance towards his grace towards you. And that's one of the most beautiful things that we have. And I love that about this story. But you know what? The story doesn't end there. You think, well, okay, Micah, he slipped up this one time. This one time he slipped up and it was all over. Not quite. And next time we're going to talk about it in a much in a different way, and we're going to take it from a different approach also. Because Abraham's life, it was full of failures. But you know what? More than anything, it was redeemed by God's grace. And that's the thing that we're going to talk about next time. God bless. By grace you have been saved. By grace